everybody. Welcome to another special episode of the Success University Podcast brought to you by CoachCalloway.com. I'm your host, Coach Calloway, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Man, we've got a valuable, tremendously beneficial message for you today. We're going to answer a very important question that I think is going to have a really positive impact and encourage you and give you some information that you can apply in every aspect of your life to get better results and to reach greater levels of success in all that you do. We're going to answer this question. It's impossible unless, and fill in the blank, what is it in your life that seems impossible unless what needs to happen to make the impossible suddenly possible in your life? What is that big goal of yours? What's that achievement that you're striving for? What's that accomplishment that you want? And it just seems like it's not possible to obtain it or reach it unless you had some things go in your favor. Well, we're going to talk about what needs to take place and we're going to give you the answer to that question today and it's really really going to help you and gain the advantage for you and all that you do so i'm really excited about today's show but before we get there please allow me just a moment or two to say thank you to our audience man we have a great audience we have an audience of success-minded high achievers and go-getters and we get a lot of communication every week from you guys and i just want to say thank you so much it's very humbling and encouraging and really cool to hear from all of you on a weekly basis after you hear the the weekly podcast and man we do everything we can to respond to everybody and get back to you so that's really cool and last week's show talked about adversity and overcoming adversity and how to use adversity to your benefit and we had over 3,500 almost 4,000 new listeners join the program just last week and that is tremendous growth and that's really cool and uh, it gets me fired up that we're almost having 4,000 new listeners on a weekly basis. So if you're new to us, welcome. You're at the right place. You're going to be glad that you found us and glad that you joined us. Our commitment to you is that we want to bring the success strategies that are proven, the success playbooks, I call them, of the most successful people in business and in life and in sports to you through the Success University podcast and the Success University online out at our website, which is CoachCalloway.com. So if you haven't gone out to the website after you listen to today's podcast, make sure you do that. You can log in at CoachCalloway.com right into Success University online. It is absolutely free to become a subscriber to it. It's our gift to you. It won't cost you anything. And I want to highly encourage you to make sure you take advantage of that and all of the resources that we have out at Success University online. But for today's podcast, we're going to talk about it's impossible to make something happen in your life unless what? And we're going to give you the answer to that question coming up next right here on the Success University podcast. All right, as I mentioned in the introduction, we're going to answer a very important question. I think it's a disruptive question, actually. And the question is, it's impossible unless. What needs to take place for you to turn what seems to be impossible into reality and accomplish whatever it is that you're seeking to accomplish that seems like you may be struggling with or you don't think you can get it done in time or it just seems impossible maybe to accomplish a certain goal or achievement that you're looking for? achieving in your life and we're going to give you some valuable information today i think is going to make a positive impact we're about bringing the success strategies to you that are proven to give you the results that you're seeking in your life your career and your business or whatever aspect of life it is that you're striving to see success and results in so today i want to start out with really a a a true story of a very successful probably one of the most successful people 
ever to start a company, and it's about Steve Jobs is a story I'm going to share with you to kind of set up today's podcast and set up today's message about how to make the impossible possible in your life. So Steve Jobs, we all know, was the founder of Apple with uh, his good friend Steve Wozniak, which everyone refers to as Woz. It was his nickname, uh, shortening his last name. But way before Apple, before they uh, started Apple together and had the tremendous success that Apple has had in the last few decades, they were uh, working together as young men at Atari. Now, you may remember Atari if you're my age. I'm 52, so if you're in your, your 50s, I'm sure you remember Atari. It was the, really the first uh, company to come out with a home gaming unit. And one of the games that uh, we all played when we were young, if you're my age, is Pong. And you may remember Pong. It, it was kind of like table tennis or ping pong or, or tennis. Uh, it had two paddles. It had this little dot. You'd bounce back and forth, and you'd pong it back and forth, and you'd try to win. But it was a two-player game. You had to have two people at the console to play Pong. And, and Atari decided that they wanted to turn that into a one-player game. So they came to the young Steve Jobs, who was working for Atari at the time, and said, hey, we want to turn this into a one-player game. And maybe that uh, instead of ponging it back and forth with a second player, the, the paddle can be you know, horizontal this way, and the ball can go up and down and break bricks to win the game. And they decided they were going to call this game Breakout. Now, again, if you're my age, you probably remember that. But uh, so working the night shift, Steve Jobs was working a night shift. And by the way, I think it's kind of a funny part of the story. He was working the night shift at Atari because... He had recently come back from an India trek over in India where he spent months penniless, no money, didn't have anything, and just trekked around India. And when he came back, he kind of uh, decided to go stay and live in a uh, Buddhist commune here in the States. And he had changed his diet. He became a, a vegan and he became what they called a fruitarian. And he was staying in a Buddhist commune on an apple farm. So that might give you a little insight into what's to come later in his life. But uh, because, because he changed his diet when he was over in India trekking around, and when he came back to the States, he decided that because of his diet that he didn't have to shower as much and that he didn't have to wear deodorant. And so Atari uh, put him on the night shift because those things weren't true. His coworkers were having some issues with uh, the smell that he was uh, permitting while he was at work because of his lack of showers and his, his uh, lack of deodorant that he thought he didn't need because of his diet. So anyway, that's a little side note, but it's just interesting. I want you to think about where Steve Jobs ended up in his life, uh, probably running the most successful company in the world. Now Amazon has come along and Jeff Bezos is maybe uh, challenging him for that crown, but Steve Jobs formed Apple and it turned into the largest company in the world. And uh, their, their creative genius at Apple and the products that they've brought to the world or have a significant impact on us all. But Steve started out uh, with no money, with really no resources, uh, just a really a smart creative thinker, hard worker, and uh, he, he set some expectations in his life that he believed he could accomplish great things. So that's what we're going to talk about today and I'm going to use him as the example. So back to the Atari story. So Atari uh, put him on the night shift because of literally his smell and he was almost working alone throughout the night and he was working on Pong and trying to figure out how to make it a one-player game and create this breakout. So he called his good buddy Steve Wozniak who he knew was a brilliant 
smart guy, an engineer, and he said, hey, come in with me every night and help me work on this. And he said, but here's the thing, we've got to turn this two-player game and reconfigure it, re-engineer it, and we've got four days to make that happen. And Steve Wozniak looked at Steve Jobs and he said, Jobs, man, that's impossible. We can't do this in four days. This would take months and months, maybe a year, to figure all this out and to get, you know, turn it from a two-player game into a one-player game and make these changes. Four days, it can't happen. Are you crazy? And Steve Jobs looked at him with a dead stare, without blinking and unwavering. He said, Waz, don't be afraid. You can make it happen. We can do this. And we're going to do this in four days. And he convinced them that it was possible. What seemed impossible, he convinced them that we could make it happen. We could turn the impossible into the possible. Now, Steve Wozniak uh, framed uh, or, or created a phrase called the Steve's distortion reality. And he talks about how Steve Jobs had this uncanny ability to make you believe that the impossible is possible. He had this ability to change reality in your mind, say, well, this is reality. This is going to take months. And said, no, it's not going to take months. We can get this done in four days. And so they went to work and they did what it took and they put in the, the grind and the hours for four days straight. And guess what? They accomplished their goal. They created the game that Atari called Breakout. And it was a huge profit maker for Atari. And they did it in, in just a short amount of time and just a, you know, four days of time. They got it done. So what seemed impossible turned possible just because of their belief and their commitment to making it happen. Now, let's fast forward to Apple and when they wanted to launch the iPhone. Now, we're fast forwarding 30 plus years later from that Atari story. So, Steve Jobs is now with Wozniak. They co-founded Apple together and here we are. Uh, they're working on a, launching this iPhone, the first iPhone ever. And they had gotten all the parts that they needed to assemble this phone after the years of research and development and they knew that this phone was really going to change the world literally but they needed a special type of glass that was not available no one had ever produced the type of glass that they needed to put on the iphone it needed to be thin and light but even though it was going to be very thin and very light it had to be strong and and uh, scratch resistant and not break and then on top of that it had to be sensitive to touch so that your finger could navigate the phone and the apps and the things that they were going to put on this iPhone. And uh, they went around the world looking for someone that can make this type of glass. And they ran into dead ends everywhere they went. But they had uh, assembled all the parts to the iPhone, with the exception of the glass, was the last piece they needed to find. And they had assembled all this and were going to assemble these phones in China. So they went over to China and they went all around China. And they tried to find this, this special type of glass and what's the process that would be necessary to make this type of glass. And again, ran into dead ends and could not find anyone that would commit to doing this process and came back to the States a little frustrated. And knowing they needed this glass, uh, one of the board members of Apple actually called Steve Jobs and said, hey, I want you to go talk to a friend of mine, Wendell Weeks. He is the CEO and president of Corning Glass up in upstate New York. So Jobs jumped on the phone, called uh, Wendell, the CEO of, of Corning Glass, and said, hey, I'm jumping on the plane, I'm coming up to New York, and I need to talk to you about uh, making a special piece of glass for this phone that we're gonna launch. So he went up to New York and had the meeting with uh, Wendell and explained to him what he needed, and Wendell said, man, that's, that's probably not gonna happen. That's, that seems pretty unrealistic to have a piece of glass to do that. Now, 
Corning Glass at the time was working on glass for flat screen TVs. That was their main project. And they had a plant uh, that had been working on research and development on something they were going to call Gorilla Glass that was going to be really for a TV. So uh, Weeks told Jobs about that and he said, I, I think that we can work through the process and maybe through some research and development and some experimentation. I think it's doable. And Jobs said, great. Well, we're going to launch this phone this year in October, which was just you know several months down the road in the same calendar year. And I'm going to go ahead and place a huge order with you right now today. I need millions and millions and millions of pieces of glass to put on my iPhones. And I need them already before October of this year. And, and Wendell looks at him and he says, uh, Jobs, man, this, that is not going to happen. This is going to take probably years of research and, and development and experimentation to get a thin piece of glass to be strong enough and light enough yet to be sensitive to touch. Uh, you know, I think we can do it, but it's not going to happen this year. We need some time to figure this process out. And Steve Jobs told Wendell Weeks the same thing he told his buddy Wozniak 35 years earlier back at Atari. He said, hey, look, don't be afraid. You can do it. We can make it happen and we can make it happen before October. We've just got to get focused and believe it and make it work and let's get it done. And I'll place the largest order Corning glasses ever had. And so Weeks decided, okay, we're going, we're going to make it, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to make this thing happen. So he literally picked up the phone, called his plant manager that was working on the flat uh, TV screen glass and said, hey, tomorrow morning, literally tomorrow morning, you're going to stop working on the, the glass for the TVs. We're going to switch over our production to trying to figure out how to make glass for a phone and explained to him what he was looking and of course his plant manager said are you nuts that's not going to ever happen we can't make that happen that quick we certainly can't switch over the plant in 24 hours we've got so much research and development and all this to do and Wendell Weeks told his plant manager don't be afraid you can make it happen let's go to work and make it a reality and they did and they were successful they figured it out they uh, fulfilled the order and Steve Jobs launched the iPhone with this special glass on it and literally changed the world. What a tremendous piece of technology that we all take for granted now. But the creative thought process and really taking what seems to be impossible, making it possible in a collapsed time frame, Steve Jobs has always had the ability to do that. So when you talk to his buddy Wozniak or even talk to Wendell Weeks or many of the people that worked with or knew Steve Jobs before his passing, they will tell you, had the uncanny ability to take the seemingly impossible and make it possible because of his belief. So that is some background and, and kind of leads me into the points that I want to share with you today. And that's point number one. What does it take for you to take whatever your big goal is, whatever that big thing is that you want to accomplish that you probably feel is impossible to accomplish, but man, you would really, really love to achieve it. But you just need what? Well, the first thing you need is this. The first step in the success strategy on this podcast is belief. You've got to believe it. Just like Steve Jobs believed it. And he convinced others to believe it as well. Even when they thought he was nuts, he didn't waver. He said, no, you've got to, you, you can't be afraid to, to strive for the impossible and make it happen. Belief is 90% of achieving it. And I want you to think about that. Write that down. Belief is 90% of making it a reality in your life. You have to believe it, sincerely believe it. You know, there's a saying that if, if you can conceive it and you can believe it and you can enthusiastically 
put the actions behind your belief and your passion, it can become a reality. Without a doubt, anything, nothing is too big. There's greatness in us all from our Creator. Matter of fact, I like bringing in Scripture to all my teachings. And if you're a believer, Scripture tells us that all things are possible through Him who strengthens us. And I believe that. And when you have a sincere belief and you have a vision and you enthusiastically believe it and you're passionate about it and you don't make excuses, you can accomplish anything you want. But belief is 90% of what it takes to make the impossible possible in your life. But it starts with belief. Now, once you've got that core belief down, here's some practical steps and some things that you need to do to execute on to, again, take the impossible and make it possible. And it is number two, create leverage. You must create leverage for yourself to accomplish big goals and to achieve big things in life. Now, what do I mean by create leverage? So I'm gonna give you some examples of how to do this. And I, and I hope that you really take some notes here and you really digest what I'm about to say and then you actually apply it in your life. Whatever that goal is or achievement that you're seeking, here's what you need to do to make it a reality. First off, so to create leverage, you need to take your goal. I want you to write it down. Write down your biggest goal, that biggest achievement that you want to make happen for you. And then three exit or five exit or even 10 exit, make it bigger than what you wrote down. And then if you think, man, that's going to take years and years and years to accomplish, go ahead and reduce that time frame by two-thirds that you can do the biggest goal that you have and you can do it in a third the time that you probably expect it to come to pass if you will learn how to create leverage for yourself and believe that it can happen. So once you write down your biggest goal, I want you to write down three columns, column A, column B, and column C, and we're going to work through something here. And I'm going to use the, a sales example to kind of paint the picture of what you need to do next to achieve your goal. So in a sales example, I have coached and trained uh, and consulted and managed literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of salespeople in 33 years. And one thing that I always teach them is, is how to create leverage for themselves to be the best salesperson there is. Not one of the best, but the best, number one. And I said, okay, I want you to write down every activity and step in the sales process that must take place in order for you to get a signed deal or a signed contract or to sell whatever it is you're selling. And that's exactly what I want you to do about your goal. I want you to write down every single activity and process and step that you feel is necessary that has to take place in order for you to achieve your big goal or that achieve that thing you want to accomplish. So in this sales example, to kind of paint the picture for you, once that person, that salesperson writes down every activity and every task and everything, every step along the sales process from identifying how to identify the right prospect, uh, generate a lead, an opportunity for yourself, to then making contact, to then building the relationship, giving the presentation of the product, negotiating the terms of the deal, and signing the contract. Every little activity and step. Be very detailed. Don't leave a single detail out. This may take you days, if not a week or two, to really think through every action, task, or step necessary. And then once you have that down, you're going to place every one of these steps or activities or tasks in one of the three columns, A, B, or C. Now here's what column A is. Column A is the steps and actions that are predictable. Now I want you to hear what I'm saying here. They're predictable. You can predict if I do this, then I get this result. Guaranteed. 
This equals this. So it's a predictable action or task or step. It's a predictable part of the process. So if it's predictable, it's measurable, you can measure it. There, there is a direct link to if I do this task, it produces, in this case, a cell. I know this activity produces cells. I know this activity produces what are you trying to accomplish? Are you following me there? But it's a predictable, uh, measurable return on your time or your investment. You can document it, you can see it, and it's gonna take place. This equals this. So place every activity, task, or step in the process that is predictable, measurable, and actually produces results that you can know it's predictable in column A. All right, column B. Column B are the actions or steps or activities or tasks that aren't predictable, that they sometimes work out, they, they might work out, they, maybe it'll work out if I do this, it's possible that I'll get the result that I want. If I do this task, it, maybe it might create a cell for me, um, but it's not predictable and it's not always measurable. It's, it's kind of iffy in a way. You know, it's, it's possible that it's gonna create the cell for you, but you're not quite sure. And it's, it's not totally predictable or measurable. Uh, it, it's maybe sort of, I hope it does. So put all of those types of tasks or activities in column B. And then column C. Column C are administrative type tasks. They're not directly related to making the cell, but they're just part of the process that needs to take place in order to probably get there, but they're not a, uh, a money generator specifically. So it's not an action that's directly tied to the cell or tied to the goal. It's just kind of an administrative, um, busy work type of task that's probably necessary, but it's not, it's not tied to the actual outcome. It's just something that needs to be done inside the process and put all of those activities in column C. Now, once you have spent the time and detailed that out and you've got everything column A that's predictable, everything in column B that maybe might produce what you want produced, and then column C is all those administrative, you know, kind of day-by-day uh, -day working tasks in column C, then here's what you're gonna do with your time. You're gonna, for sure, not do anything in column C. Now, it may need to be a task that needs to get be done, but not by you. That's not the type of task that you need to do. You need to delegate those tasks. Find someone that you can partner with, find someone that you can hire, get you a digital virtual assistant, uh, delegate those tasks off to someone that can handle the administrative day in, day out, uh, administrative type tasks, the busy work stuff. You don't need to spend your time on those things. Delegate it, have someone, get an assistant, make that person responsible for those types of tasks. And it frees up your time. The things in column B, if you're not sure that's predictable, that it's, it's iffy, maybe half the time it works and half the time it doesn't, just, to, just get rid of those. No one needs to do those. If it's not predictable, no need to spend your time and your resources, your focus and your energy on it. So we're gonna get rid of things in column B. Then now what are you gonna focus on? You're gonna focus only on column A. Column A are the things that are predictable, measurable, and you see the direct link to accomplishing the goal or selling the deal, whatever it is in your life that you're trying to accomplish. That is what you want to make sure that you're zoned in on, that you're focusing on, and yet you're spending all of your energy, focus, time, and resources on column A, period. Just column A. So you do column A, get rid of column B, and delegate column C to someone else to assist you. 
That is how you create leverage for yourself. But you've got to be disciplined to go through the exercise and then you've got to be disciplined to actually do it and not jump out of column A and jump down here and help with column C because anytime you're with column C, here's what you're going to feel like. You're going to feel like, man, there's not enough time in the day. I can't make this happen in, in the time that I need to make it happen because I am so bogged down with all this other busy work. You see, here's the thing about achieving goals in our life. It's not a resource problem. Sometimes we feel like it is. Sometimes we feel like we need more time or we need more money or we need more resources or we need something. But it's not that. You have plenty of time. You have plenty of resources already and you already have plenty of money. You have what you need, but you're just not allocating those things in the right areas. Once you identify the right area, the column A area, and that's where you put your money. That's where you put your time. That's where you put your resources because they're predictable and produce the result for you. Then you're on the path to achieving it and achieving it in a collapsed time frame. It will happen quicker for you because you're really focused on the right things and you're not distracted by the other things. So you don't need more time. You have plenty of time. You don't have to feel like, man, I need to do more to get more. That is a lie. Don't lie to yourself. If you feel like you need more, you need to do more to get more, that's not true. You're probably doing plenty. You're probably very busy. You feel like you're too busy. You've got to allocate your time and resources properly. And I promise you, trust me when I tell you, you already have everything you need and all the time you need to accomplish your biggest goal that you ever want to accomplish. Just allocate to the right things and leverage yourself and leverage your time and leverage your money and leverage your resources on the right things. So belief starts with belief because without belief, it's never going to happen. But once you have that sincere belief that's unwavering and you don't fear and you're ready to go to work and then you go through the exercise I just laid out for you and you create leverage for yourself, I guarantee you and promise you, you can accomplish great things in your life. No goal is too big. There is greatness in you. You have been created to accomplish the greatest things you can ever dream of or imagine. And I know this to be true. These are proven success strategies and proven success playbooks of the most successful people in the world. People like Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. These are principles that produce results. But the problem is most people never get focused in on the right things. Most people hear podcasts like this and never execute the plan. So I hope that you're the type that says, man, that's a pretty simple, I get that. You know, this isn't overly complicated and I'm gonna execute the plan. I'm gonna instill these strategies into my life, into my business, into my career, and I am gonna get the results that I desire from this day forward. Man, I hope it's been a blessing to you. I know that these principles work and I'm so excited to have the opportunity to share them with you. So do me a favor. I've shared these principles with you. I want you to share them with someone else. Share the podcast. As I mentioned in the uh, introduction, we're growing by nearly 4,000 new listeners a week. So it's because people are sharing the podcast on their social media platforms and they're telling people about the Success University podcast and the Success University online out at our website, coachcalloway.com. So make sure you go visit that. Get logged in there as well. But share the podcast for us as well. Subscribe to it so you don't miss the next episode. We are committed to bringing these types of uh, hopefully inspirational, motivational, but more importantly, actual real things that you can do to gain success and to get better results and to gain the advantage in your life every episode that we uh, produce for you. So 
Help us out. Share it. Send us a comment too. I love hearing from you. Matter of fact, I want to challenge you. Send me a comment and tell me what your big goal is. What's that big thing that you want to achieve? And you know, put that stake in the ground and make that marker by just emailing me at coach at coachcalloway.com or direct message me through any of the social media uh, platforms that we're on at Coach Calloway. Uh, put that marker in the ground that, hey, this is my goal and I'm going to go through this exercise and then you know, follow up with me and let me know how it's going when you go through the exercise and as you start to make progress towards achieving that goal in your life. We love hearing from you and interacting with you and it really is pretty cool and we try to get back to the hundreds of you that do that every week. So make sure you communicate with us, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and more importantly, share the podcast with someone else for us and we're going to grow and become the number one podcast in our category. Again, thanks so much for listening, man. Now, no, no excuses. Let's make it happen in our life. We'll talk to you again soon. God bless.